A reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. Thus says the Lord, O my people, I will open your graves and have you rise from them and bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and have you rise from them, O my people. I will put my spirit in you that you may live, and I will settle you upon your land. Thus you shall know that I am the Lord. I have promised, and I will do it, says the Lord. The word of the Lord. I cry to you, O Lord, Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice in supplication. With the Lord there is mercy and fullness of If you, O Lord, mark iniquities, Lord, who can stand? But with you is forgiveness that you may be revealed. With the Lord there is mercy and fullness of redemption. I trust in the Lord, my soul trusts in his word. More than sentinels wait for the dawn, let Israel wait for the Lord. With the Lord there is mercy and fullness of redemption. For with the Lord is kindness, and with him is plenteous redemption. And he will redeem Israel from all their iniquities. With the Lord there is mercy and fullness Redemption. 
reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans, brothers and sisters. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God, but you are not in the flesh. On the contrary, you are in the spirit, if only the spirit of God dwells in you. Whoever does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is alive because of righteousness. If the spirit of the one who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, the one who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also through his spirit dwelling in you. The word of the Lord. Lazarus from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. Mary was the one who had anointed the Lord with perfumed oil and dried his feet with her hair. It was her brother Lazarus who was ill. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, saying, Master, the one you love is ill. When Jesus heard this, he said, this illness is not to end in death, but is for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was ill, he remained for two days in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just trying to stone you, and you want to go back there? Jesus answered, there are, are there not 12 hours in a day? If one walks during the day, he does not stumble, because he sees the light of this world. But if one walks at night, 
he stumbles because the light is not in him. He said this and then told them, our friend Lazarus is asleep, but I am going to awaken him. So the disciples said to him, Master, if he is asleep, he will be saved. But Jesus was talking about his death while they thought that he meant ordinary sleep. So then Jesus said to them clearly, Lazarus has died, and I am glad for you that I was not there, that you may believe. Let us go to him. So Thomas, called Didymus, said to his fellow disciples, let us also go to die with him. When Jesus arrived, he found Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, only about two miles away. And many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them about their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise. Martha said to him, I know he will rise in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord. I have come to believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, the one who is coming into the world. When she had said this, she went and called her sister Mary secretly, saying, the teacher is here and is asking for you. As soon as she heard this, she rose quickly and went to him. For Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was still where Martha had met him. So when the Jews who were with her in the house, comforting her, saw Mary get up quickly and go out, they followed her, presuming that she was going to the tomb to weep there. When Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come with her were weeping, he became perturbed and deeply troubled and said, where have you laid him? They said to him, sir, come and see. And Jesus wept. So the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, could not the one who opened the eyes of the blind man have done something so that this man would not have died? So Jesus, perturbed again, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone lay across it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the dead man's sister, said to him, Lord, by now there will be a stench. He has been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, did I not tell you that if you believe, 
you will see the glory of God. So they took away the stone, and Jesus raised his eyes and said, Father, I thank you for hearing me. I know that you always hear me, but because of the crowd here, I have said this, that they may believe that you sent me. And when he said this, he cried out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, tied hand and foot with burial bands, and his face was wrapped in a cloth. So Jesus said to them, untie him and let him go. Now many of the Jews who had come to Mary and seen what he had done began to believe in him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus Christ. This beautiful story of the raising of Lazarus reveals to us several special qualities about our Lord and how we can cooperate with him. First of all, in this passage, we have the shortest verse in all of the Bible. Just two words, Jesus wept. Jesus wept. And it's remarkable, isn't it, that even though the Lord knows that he's going to raise Lazarus from the dead, he still weeps, seeing the grief and the suffering of his dear friends, Martha and Mary, he loved Lazarus, Martha, and Mary as close friends. So it shows us the compassion of our Lord, the compassion, the empathy he has, and to know that when we're suffering, when we're grieving, he's not far from us. He understands very much, and he sees the tragedy of death that came as a result of sin. So that's the first thing we can note, Jesus' compassion. And then secondly, we see Jesus is going to raise Lazarus from the dead, but we know it's a temporary resurrection, not lasting. Years later, Lazarus will die, but it's the power of the Lord able to do that. And he also incorporates the community in a certain way. When Lazarus comes forth, he says to the people gathered, untie him and let him go. And can we see in that, Part of our call as a Christian community to cooperate with the Lord and bringing healing, bringing deliverance to people, helping unbind them. He calls Lazarus by name when he raises him. So too, when the Lord calls us by name, how he wants to free us from whatever crippling kind of patterns of sin or fear, pride, doubt, whatever things may keep us back from the fullness of life. Jesus calls our name. And lastly, we see when Jesus says to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. He's speaking about that final resurrection that will come at his second coming, when all the dead will rise from their tombs and those souls, eternal souls, be joined to their bodies. One of two destinies, either heaven or hell, depending how each one has responded to the Lord. But Jesus, the one who is the Lord of life, the risen Lord who will share with us that eternal destiny. 
And so the Lord is reminding us of these truths of how each day living our faith prepares us for an eternal destiny. And we place our hope in the Lord for this faith journey. The second coming of Christ that will determine each one's destiny revealed by the Lord. As we think about these things, meditate on the qualities of our Lord and the action of our community, I want to take a few minutes just to kind of see where we are with our Grateful for God's Mercies campaign for the cathedral. And to take a look at this endeavor, not just about buildings, but about eternal souls. Eternal souls. Because what's our aim, what's our purpose as a parish family? But to help each other reach heaven, right? They help each other by what the cathedral offers, that they can follow the Lord and come to heaven. So think about these things. We had 130 households came to the receptions to learn more about this endeavor so that they can prayerfully consider how they might support the campaign. So a good response of our community, those who really care about our cathedral community. And also, think about how the needs are related to our faith journey, the three main areas that are being addressed in our campaign. So first of all, the bell towers needing serious restoration and the most expensive part of the campaign. But what do the bell towers help us with? They give a call to prayer, don't they? And our whole neighborhood sees this beautiful cathedral and the towers visible from a distance that are kind of a draw for anyone to come and visit, to come and pray. So the towers, a call of prayer that we can hear. And secondly, the choir loft renovation. We need flooring, seating, some work on the organ pipes. And what happens from the choir loft? Well, we have the beauty of sacred music. We're so blessed, aren't we, with our talented organist and choir director, our talented choir, and just recently a children's choir developing. But the beauty of sacred music that lifts our hearts and our minds to worship the Lord. That's the goal again, that's the purpose. And lastly, the sanctuary renovations, including especially installing a new tabernacle in the back part of the sanctuary to again focus on the Lord present with us, the Lord who offers his body and blood, soul and divinity in every Holy Eucharist, but being very visible, that tabernacle of the Lord remaining with us, able to be seen by anyone that comes into the cathedral and drawing us to our Eucharistic devotion. And also the altar uh, widened a bit, and the grandeur of the altar of sacrifice where we represent Jesus' perfect sacrifice in every Mass. So think about those goals, again, related to helping souls reach heaven. That's our purpose. That's our goal, really. We think about how we receive this beautiful cathedral by those who've gone before us and those who sacrifice in their time, especially after the 1935 fire, the church rebuilt around 1938, reconsecrated. So 85 years ago, that work took place. So the cathedral needs continued care, and we can be part of that, again, by our own sacrifice. 
and how much the cathedral means to us. I know that when I think about it for myself, the cathedral holds a special place in my priesthood because I began here four years as associate pastor when I was first ordained, and then the last 15 years as your pastor. So a total of 19 years I've been devoted to being with you and serving in this beautiful place. And so we think about the impact of our spiritual home, the cathedral, helping us all to our true homeland in the Father's house and our desire to reach heaven by living our faith as strongly as we can. And so thank you for those of you that have responded to the receptions, those of you who've already made a sacrificial gift, those of you that might have not been able to go to a reception, you'll be receiving in the mail this week a brochure and campaign materials so you can prayerfully consider how you might join in this endeavor. So as we pray the Eucharist now, Jesus is calling us by name to rise to new life. He's calling us as a community to join with him in actions and work that can touch souls and help people know him and follow him. Let's hear the Lord in our hearts calling us by name to come to new and deeper life in him.